with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, morning, afternoon. Welcome to Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Cole. Yes, it's true. It is me right here in Drakett, Massachusetts. And with me all the way across the Atlantic Ocean is the gold standard in ghost hunting, Mr. Steve Parsons. I'm glad you could join us this week. Yep, you can thank Comcast for that. Lost Cable, phone, te- and, ca- and television for till eleven o'clock at night. Well, you should pay the bill next time. No, it's nothing to do with the bill. My mm. bill's paid, and I pay a ton for that stuff. I uh, was ripping, <laughs> you know, lost two. The shows. doll. Tell you, it's that doll. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. Uh, speaking about the doll, uh, if you want to know more about the haunted doll, then you can join us on Patreon, Ghost Chronicles Radio, on Patreon. Steve was nice enough to make a little video about the, her story, and it's it's up there. You, with you know, you can actually see uh, Kitty, as uh, Steve has called her, and uh, the story I behind her. I didn't call her. Whatever. The That's story's sweet. there, but I didn't give her the name. Whatever. Otherwise, it would have got mixed up with Paranormal Kitty. That's what I thought. I thought you named that after Paranormal Kitty. That would have been crazy, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Anyway. What's so, the video about Paranormal Kitty, will not I? I hope the show went well last week. Uh, it I'm went, sure it did. It, it, as I said before, as, as listeners have said, when you're not there interrupting, it just flows. Yeah, right. Uh, I got a nice email from uh, Bridget. I read and, it. Did they yeah. tip? What's that? I read the email uh, from the library. No, 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 from Bridget, uh, your guest last oh. week, telling how much she missed me. So, uh, well, well, next time tell her to aim higher. I'll, I'll have her on. Left. I'll have her on the uh, morning show. I mean, the next generation or one of them, anyways. All right. So, uh, anyways, I was. Um, well, if you wait until next week, I think it's next week after the twenty fifth. Mm-hmm. Um, she'll be, uh, you'll be able to have a real parapsychologist join her on the show. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all right. I had one. A real pa- no, 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 no. This is a real parapsychologist who will be available. Uh, so for people who were listening last week, you remember Witching Hour Tours down there in Savannah, Georgia. Um, they're advertising and promoting some ghost tours coming up uh, between the 25th and the 27th. Mm-hmm. Have to go over to their website to find the details. Uh, featuring a real parapsychologist. Uh, so right. Are, are there fake ones? Oh, there are plenty of them. <laughs> plenty of them. I don't know. It's it's what you call a parapsychologist. We've had that discussion many a times. You know, we, you've been on both sides of the fence. Uh, well, so, I, I am. I do not call myself a parapsychologist. You know, I call you it, but that's fine. Because yeah, I, I, I call you lots of things, but it doesn't mean you are. No, it doesn't matter. I can call you whatever I want. It's a free country over here. Well, maybe. Uh, well, anyway. Yeah. So, uh, 
So there you go. You're going to have a real parapsychologist. Uh, yeah, that's that's uh, pretty good. Excellent. So, all right. So um, <laughs> moving on. Yes, moving on to uh, the news. You know, I, we, we, I talked to, well, I messaged Steve and, and about doing the show on paranormal news. And I pumped in, uh, you know, Googled or whatever you want to call it, uh, bunk and waggled it or whatever it was. But, uh, you know, asking paranormal, it's the same old crap. I know, I know. I, I after you messaged me saying should we do the paranormal news, um, mm-hmm. I had a troll through the paranormal news, and there was nothing there that I highlighted. Absolutely zero. Um, it's same old, same old. It is, and you know that's what's <laughs> making the news. Ghost hunt at Wathington Castle, a ghost hunt at uh, Richard Sanatorium, yep. or uh, exactly, ghost captured on film with the demon, or yeah, yeah. It, it seems to be more, you know. I mean, I guess if you're writing a paranormal news column or page or blog or whatever, you you, you know, it's kind of like you must be struggling because it is the same old, same old. You know, as you said, ghost caught on camera, uh, man have it with new television series, gets possessed by a ghost. Yeah, I mean, um, so I mean we see this every time Most Haunted does anything or there's a new uh, episode of Haunted Scotland or there's a new episode of whatever. They hit the online newspapers and media saying that something extraordinary happened during the series or someone was attacked or, you know, they they captured stunning new evidence. And when you scroll down and read the actual article, there's no content in it. I know, it's, it's sad. All, it really it's is. It's headline. I, I, don't, I don't get it. I mean, like, <clears throat> there's like 10 million ghost hunting groups out there now and always getting is the same old stuff. You know, somebody captured something on film and it's really not... Uh, you know, those who say it, well, it's faked, or you know, it's it's just like the same old, same old. It's it's whatever. It it's you, just you, you're you're bang on right, and it's you know, you you've touched on something there that that kind of um, throws a spanner in the works for paranormal investigators because, as you said, there are a lot of groups. Uh, mm-hmm. I think at the last count in the UK somewhere in the region of uh, just shy of a thousand groups with about 12,000 active uh, investigators and America being five times larger, you can multiply, you do the math and the the figures come out higher. You've probably got somewhere in the region of five to 8,000 groups over there in the USA. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, these groups are armed with equipment, cameras, recorders, um, they are in haunted locations. Why aren't we seeing those? You know, even if you you exercise the rule, the laws of chance, these people are in the right place, i.e., a haunted building, at the right time, which could be any time. They're there for a long period of time. Often, Groups are at the same location week after week after week after week. You know, there are popular locations which are investigated 
um, numerous, countless times each year. But what we don't see is any compelling evidence. We see lots of uh, you know, claimed photographs, evidential photographs, but the evidence isn't is it doesn't stand it's up when you it's very weak. It's very weak. And when people present their compelling evidence, what you actually realize is that the level of which they've set the bar would defeat any ordinary limbo dancer, it's so low. Mm. You know, it's it's like, oh my God, um, you know, there was an object in the frame. Well, we don't care what it is. It was paranormal. Oh, there was a sound. What was the sound? We don't care. It was paranormal. And, and you know, another thing too, I, what I, you know, because we were talking about being captured on film and I, I came across this little headline and said, uh, ghost witch captured on film. I don't know if you saw <laughs> that one. Did you see yeah. that? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it's like <laughs> ghost witch. It's like, what what yeah. is the ghost switch exactly? I, I'm not sure. Uh, I, no. You know, I I don't get it. I mean, you know, they make witches like this. Uh, you know, I don't know some something from Disney for God's sakes. Uh, it's you know there are a lot of people and we know many ourselves that practice witchcraft or Wiccan or whatever you want to call it. Well, presumably and, when they're but they don't wear pointy hats and have crooked. Yeah, noses. I know it. Yeah, exactly. What's up with that? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like okay, all of a sudden. <clears throat> That's sort of which is. It has to look like this now. It's like, I don't know. Well, it has to look. I mean, we just, to be fair, we have just gone through Halloween, which mm. is silly season uh, for the paranormal. You yeah. have to excuse my voice. It seems to be going a bit funny tonight. That's all right. But let's try and clear that through. Yeah. The, um, you know, so October is kind of like silly season. And every cuckoo comes out every group comes out every investigator the media are trawling for um those paranormal stories uh, i must have had in the run-up to halloween 15 20 contacts from the media uh, looking for a quote looking for a story looking for a byline mm. um you know to put their you know into their sort of halloween corner of of their publications and and so it is on it is unbalanced this last month just passed because we are in that season uh, but nevertheless you you see these extraordinary bizarre claims yeah uh, not just i've seen ghosts of bigfoot caught on camera oh yeah um and there is a new bigfoot doing the new bigfoot uh, footage doing the rounds well, every week, but this week in particular. Like UFO new, footage, lots of UFO. Like UFO footage. Um, allegedly, a car was chased down by a UFO in California re- uh, last week. Yeah, I'm getting um, time. <laughs> but these are the sort of, yeah, but where's the news? Where are the breakthroughs? Where is the... Where's the studies? Well, exactly. Yeah, where are the objective investigations that are producing challenging data that that could allow us to gain a better level of understanding because i'll go back to the point i made before there are thousands of people expending probably hundreds of thousands of man hours per year in locations where phenomena and anomalies are reported 
but there is no compelling evidence for any of it yet. And even, even the places that y- you mentioned, a couple of uh, some groups that actually go to the same place, spent lots of time there. But we, we never see any like, uh, you know, a diary of it, or even like uh, on no. this particular date, no, this was captured. You don't. Or, you don't see anything like that. You see you like a random, random picture, report. random voice, random anything. You well, know? you know, I've, I, you read investigation reports. Now, I've written a number of investigation reports and a report has to read like, like a police report, um, you know, why you were there. What, who, who said what to who, when they said it? Um, what did you measure? What were your observations? How were they made? Um, all manner of detail, the type of equipment that you were using, how it was being used. But what you get now is we went along. Um, Psychic Sally said that she sent something. We took a picture. It shows a ghost of a witch. And then they present this picture, often with a red circle, in case you miss the anomaly. Um, and when you actually examine the, the picture, you know, if you've got an hour to to waste, that you'll never get back again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, occasionally I do run one through and have a good look at it. And you realise, actually, there's nothing there. Or the what is there is perfectly ordinary. And so we, you know, the, the argument put forward by people like Joe Nickel and others who we, we do, you know, we, we make fun of, but their argument is strengthened by the complete lack of evidence. One, this is being presented by the investigators. Now, we both know that extraordinary things do take place. Oh, they do. But they're not being properly and thoroughly investigated because they're being investigated by people who have already gone there with preformed notions about what they want to experience. And anything that then happens is confirmation of their belief and they don't need to investigate it. So they don't investigate it. They, they simply accept it as a fact. And then they present it as a fact to gullible, um, sycophantic believers, followers, and won't betide anybody that says, uh, that just might be a fly. That might just be ordinary. You get slam dunked, criticised, blackballed and flung off the site. Mm-hmm. For even, even if you offer to, you know, to have, um, well, you know, I've been doing this a number of years uh, would you like me to take a better look at it and maybe make some suggestions? Well, what do you know? You know, I've been doing this for yeah, whatever. and you just get you just get blackballed. Mm. So <laughs> I mean, you know, I I uh, posted on our Patreon page uh, just today. In fact, uh, uh, you know, for those who don't know, we're talking about Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon. If you become a member, you get you know exclusive. Uh, look at some of the videos we put up there and everything so this was uh we did a show on it way back uh probably a couple of years maybe three if I, I can't even remember time flies but it was that uh store back in, in the new days when your comcast worked yes the store in new hampshire where they had that thing the cover that blew off the glass jar on the, on the floor and it was captured on uh surveillance camera and it was an intriguing piece of video because see, no ghost hunters looking for this no anything it was just a, a piece of 
uh, film that was captured on uh, video camera. And to me, I look at that, and, and that was intriguing. I, that, uh, I looked at it again. I said, that's pretty cool. I mean, and I know we did a whole show, and I don't want to go through it all again. If You, you can go back to the archives and, and check it out. But, uh, you know, something like that where it's, it's, they're not, it's not even a ghost hunting group. It's just uh, a surveillance camera. They put the footage out there and, and showed it. They didn't say, oh, it's a ghost or whatever. And they just put it out there, which was pretty cool. Anyway. But go ahead. Well, I, I was just going to echo what you said, that, you know, we do get these uh, clips uh, offered by surveillance cameras because you know we live in a world of cctv you know we've got ring doorbells on many many properties we've oh, yeah. got inside and outside security cameras many people have got cameras inside their homes now yeah and occasionally sure. these cameras do present uh, do capture things that seem inexplicable but they one of the problems is that they're then posted onto you know uh, a social media page mm-hmm. and suggestions and comments are invited the the issue then becomes one of those who shout the loudest are generally those who are believed and you find that something objectivity just goes straight out of the window because if somebody says oh well i'm sensing that there's an angry ghostly witch there that's throwing things about that becomes a very appealing suggestion to people who look at this thing and go wow i'm really baffled by that i don't understand so occam's razor the simplest explanation is usually the correct one and in my you know understanding the simplest explanation for something i can't understand is a ghost witch so i'm going to go with that it's like the flat earthers because when you look at the earth you cannot see the curvature then your observation of the earth supports a flat earth and so you know you you trust you you trust what you see you trust what you hear i know what i saw i know what i heard and these things become an accepted reality and an accepted fact because nobody wants to scratch a little deeper and nobody likes a party pooper yeah, it's intriguing. It's all good stuff. But I, I did find this one interesting one, and I thought I would just, uh, you know, because this we're supposed to do paranormal news. This is one. This is new too. This is uh, November first, and uh, it says Texas homeowner says hooker ghosts have been taking over their rental property. They're trying to stir up business. Linda Hill said there are four different types of ghosts in her home. A Texas woman made a spooky discovery about her rental property in Gainesville after several renters claimed it was haunted. Linda Hill, owner of Hill House Manor, uh, told uh, this reporter Monday that she was taking a shower and heard someone say, looking good. Uh, I thought it was my husband. I mean, uh, he and I were the only ones in the house, she said. However, her husband was not making the comment. It was a ghost, she added. I spoke to him. him. You know, he told me you uh, that I was good looking. Uh, I said, thank you, and asked him uh, what he had been doing uh, that day. 
And we had a conversation. So she had a conversation with the ghost and he left. She added that she believes that the home has as many as uh, four different types of ghosts. We've got kids, we've got old people, guys, and we've got hookers. Uh, the most common type of ghosts are the hookers, claims uh, Hill. Male renters, she said, uh, have told her that they felt someone stroking their face and stroking their arm and stroking something else, I'm sure. Um, Walter's quipped that the good thing that the uh, hooker ghost was uh, that you didn't have to pay him. Uh, okay. Um, that's right. They try to stir up business, but they can't figure out a way to get their uh, pay payment. So there you go. She has ghosts. Well, that, raised, ghost. that raises a number of issues, not least which we go back to the ghost witch. How did she know they were ghost hookers? I know. Well, she had a conversation with this dude. Remember? Well, so it must yeah, have been an audio one because I'm sure she doesn't have EVP. Well, the thing is, the, the thing is, the article doesn't make it clear. Was at the time she was having the conversation with this mm -hmm. perfect stranger while she was naked in the shower, mm -hmm. um, and was being complimented by this apparent perfect stranger. Um, well, was there no element of get the f out of here? Why are you staring at me? You know. Does she, does she, is she some sort of weird exhibitionist? We didn't get into the whole conversation, which would have been great. That would have been interesting because, mm. but I would have wanted to, you know, there, there are obvious questions that sort of, you know, pop up in my mind that mm -hmm. it's like, if you're in, in a shower, presumably behind a shower curtain getting showered mm. and somebody says, you, you're looking good. And then you have a conversation. Did she at the time think it was her husband or is she some sort of weird exhibitionist who likes to cavort, you know, prance around for the edification and titillation of any passing carnate or discarnate entity? Makes you wonder. I mean, if I was stood in the shower and somebody started talking to me, my first thought would be, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. It wouldn't be like, oh, thank you very much. Um, let's have a let's have a conversation. Mm. You know, so there are elements of the story you think that doesn't quite sound like a normal conversation that a normal everyday person would have. Um, and so you start to question the witness, um, not outwardly because she's not available to question, but you question. Quite. You question the validity of what they're saying. Are they selling the property? I don't mean as in physically selling it, but promoting the property in some way. Is she promoting some ability? Um, you know, it would be interesting to see if there's a byline on the end of that saying, you know, you can have paranormal tours of the Hill House. And uh, guess just... what? There is a little byline. The rental property, the rental rental home, currently has been a popular spot in recent months for paranormal investigators. Stay in the night to figure out there the alleged go. phenomena. There you go. It's one way to fill it up, huh? Now you know why the article was put in the news. Yeah. Because it's Wait. not really an article at all, is it? It's just a form of advertising dressed up. As a news story, you know, it's like those, uh, do you remember those adverts and the adverti um, 
infotainment type things where they have to actually write on the on the top of the page the uh, in the newspaper that this is actually an advert an advert right yeah they have those um, actually on uh on the internet yeah they that's have that right. little mark, little mark on the bottom that says ad but, yeah uh, yeah some, I mean, some intriguing that, thing photos they that could news article is exactly yeah. the same as one of those because exactly. what she's actually doing is promoting a business she rents out the property to ghost hunters to spend the night there and she's jazzing it up with with a story hey you know what maybe we can get uh, roy to contact us because she's from texas and uh yeah uh, wow. we, yeah we could get the information maybe Wouldn't we can get her on the show <clears throat> maybe we could uh we, we we should send roy oh yes yeah, and roy to spend the night there. actually actually well we don't know because it's male i don't know is it female hookers it female female it was a male probably the uh but there are several well ghosts. hang on a minute hang on a minute she was in the shower she okay. heard a male voice. Yeah, so, yeah, but that was not the hooker. Is Karina still around? Uh, Let's get Karina. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's not the hooker because it says here. There's, a, there's another little part of this article that I skipped over. Um, oh, okay. Anyways, Roy says, yeah, he'd love to go to the house with the hooker ghost in it. Cool. Right. Well, let's arrange it then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anyways, where uh, in Texas is it? uh i'll give me a second uh well tell us after the ad after the break yeah uh, i got two minutes uh hill house manor owner said the ghost did follow a rent a home one time but eventually got tired she said she told the man to tell the ghost to come home and they did she came back here so <laughs> it's, it's female so they uh rent the center home but there's another well which was the ghost that was talking to the lady in the shower that must have been the pep. Ah, or her husband, or the whole thing's made up. But I anyway, we could we could send Roy as our field investigator. I, I think so. We should send Roy. It's in Gainesville, wherever the hell that is. Right. How far is Gainesville, Gainesville from Tyler? Let's find out after the break. Okay. Well, okay. Is, is it break time? I guess it is. No, but you've got to tell us who we're being brought to. Oh, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles International, <laughs> home of the hooker ghosts, right here on Tojinet Radio. And uh, we are brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street, Bethune, Massachusetts, the Gallant Messier Family Law Groups, 15 High Street, North End, Massachusetts, and our very good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon. And you, too, can become a member for a mere three bucks a month. That's three. One, two, three. Less than a cup of coffee. So don't be so cheap. Go out there and uh, join us and get exclusive access to a lot of the cool videos that we talk about. And you can only see them there. So there you go. Meanwhile, Google the distance between Gainesville and Tyler. Not me. You Google it. I can't I got, Google it. I'm I, using the phone. I got enough work to do. You don't do anything. Get on with it. I got tons of stuff here on the show. I got tons of stuff here. All right, we're going to the music. with a cutting edge. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? 
then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give the awards to the Parrax family. Welcome back to the second half of the first half of the two-hour Ghost Chronicles radio extravaganza. This is the international edition with New England's own Van Helsing in the USA and the gold standard in ghost hunting here in the UK. And we've worked out that Gainesville, Texas is about three hours from Tyler, Texas. Mm. So we're working on trying to get somebody out there to examine the hooker ghosts maybe i can contact her and we just do an interview with her what the ghost or no whoever yeah let's see if we can get the lady on the show yeah that would be and interesting then we, can fi- then we can find out what she was doing in the shower and the conversation, conversation what kind of conversation what kind of what the conversation was yeah and hmm. people can find out how they rent the property and can go along and have their own experience with the hooker of Gainesville, Texas. Isn't there, isn't there one in, uh, in the UK that some inn that's supposed to have haunted by a hooker as well? Uh, there are ghost prostitutes or ghosts, supposedly ghost prostitutes. Um, yes. Um, I just can't I, remember where they are. Yeah, me neither. I, I remember, uh, vaguely, uh, no, so- I don't think there's nobody. There's nowhere called vaguely in the UK. <laughs> but anyway, I bet you there is in the USA though. Vaguely, yeah. So anyway, that's that's yeah. That's- but let's 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 see if we can follow that one up because I think it would be an interesting show to follow up on a news story like that one because we've we've only got like we got so many questions, haven't we? Yeah, we do. And I think, well, let's go. Let's let's do what good investigators do and dig a little deeper. Let's scratch behind the shower curtain and see. That's the other thing as well. I mean, you know, if you're behind a plastic shower curtain and there's a noise in the bathroom, I'd be watching for a knife blade coming through. Mm. I've seen the movie. Yeah. You know, it was so funny when, uh, uh, what was the name of that movie? Psycho. Psycho, thank you. When that first came out, we got married, and, and Jan wouldn't take a shower alone. 
What was you in the house? Oh, yeah, no, no. <laughs> no, I had to go into the new there anyway. When I was, oh, when I, when I, when I was in the house, conversation? Was, when I was in the house, when I was in the house, she would never take a shower unless I was in the house. So yeah, yeah, she okay. corrected me. She heard me. So there you go. Anyways, uh, see, I, I'm, I'm in this thing again, and and the first thing that comes up, of course, is, do you see the ghost in this video? Vermont paranormal investigators reveal their finding. You yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah, whatever. I, I, I think, you know. <sighs> and then, they, they, of course, they tell you what it looks like, just in case you can't tell what it well, looks well, like. Tell you what it, they can tell you the occupation of the ghost now. We've had witches, mm. hookers. Um, what else? Well, isn't it, is it, because that if you, you know, how they normally get this information, of course, from the group psychic, sensitive, or or um you know what person who can reach out and use their extraordinary abilities to get this additional information mm. uh, i mean let's go back to the haunted doll because hey, it, I, I had a question for you I'm sorry, give me a second uh, yeah. i just i was looking at this video do ghosts leave a shadow well i know vampires don't yeah, interesting. So, ghost so if it was shadow? a vampire ghost shadow. Hmm. Would it? Would the ghost of a vampire have a shadow? Would it show up in the mirror? More importantly. Well, these are questions. So that, many you know, questions. That's all it is. It always comes down to so many questions. But going back to the point I was making about the doll. The, yeah, go back to it. The whole thing about the doll being haunted in the first place came from. A woman walking into the shop where the doll was on sale and saying, hey, I'm a sensitive, I'm psychic, there's someone standing next to the doll, and it's haunted. Because up to that point, people just didn't like the doll. And if you watch the video, you can see why people don't like the doll. Doesn't bother me. Doesn't look that scary, to be honest with you. Well, I've it got, isn't. I've yeah, got a no, lot I, I don't mean. Here. I don't mean as in it is scary. I mean it's not, you know, an attractive strange. ornament. Strange. Yes, it's strange. Let's put it that way. Very strange. Well, look at the trouble she's caused for you. Whatever. It's my picture. Well, what, I, I blame everything on my picture, so I don't care. All right. Okay. So. How about okay. something on the lighter side? You want something on the lighter side? Yeah, go on. Marilyn family orders prop casket for Halloween. You want to know where this is going? Yeah. A Baltimore family who ordered a prop casket for Halloween party found a dead woman's belongings inside, including what they suspect were her ashes. The Wozniak family said they ordered the casket from a Facebook marketplace after they discovered the family took the TikTok to share their bizarre episode in the hopes of returning the items to the dead woman. Well, they don't need to return it to the dead woman because wasn't her ashes already in the casket anyway? I have no idea. In the video, well, grandmother says the family found the ashes of Edith Cruz, 74, uh, community pastor who died of COVID in January. 
Other uh, items found taped underneath the cardboard of the casket included Cruz's photograph, her death certificate, which had her social security number, and George Washington University hospital bracelet she wore. Oh, the deceased woman's granddaughter eventually <laughs> came across and picked up the, uh, the things, and the, despite the pain of losing her mother. That's not, that's just the most bizarre thing. So, if they've cremated her, why did she have a casket? Uh, you know, it, I'm trying to, it looks like <laughs> this is, it may be like a cardboard ca- casket. Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, so, you mean you mean for the transport to and from the funeral ceremony? Or even even the, uh, perhaps the uh, cremation, you know, you put it in a, in yeah. a yeah, that's right. Because they are taken to the casket. Yeah, yeah, they are taken to the crematorium in a very yeah. expensive casket, and then afterwards, obviously, you know, just, in a cardboard box. Yeah, plastic bin liner. Yeah, whatever. It's going to burn. Strange, isn't it? Um, not just strange, but I mean, that that it, it, that's just bizarre because it shows you know a level of complete disrespect disregard for mm-hmm. you know somebody's um you know remains but you know individuals can do strange things yeah you know uh, the woman paid for the coffin maybe it was you know yeah the woman's family said that they rented the casket from freeman funeral ah. services and that she was cremated afterwards See, they rent the casket. So, in other words, when you're ah. in the uh, funeral power, they get you, put you in a nice casket, you know. Yeah. And then afterwards, it's vacuumed out and given a, a quick brush and a polish. And... Do, you know, do you know that in, in Massachusetts, you have to, uh, when, when they prepare a corpse for, uh, the, you know, displaying the casket, it has to have underwear and socks on? No, but I do now. When when uh, my it used uh, to be over in medieval England, there, yeah. used to, there was a law passed by the king. Um, I forget which one. It may have been Henry the Seventh, um, or you know, it, I think it was one of the Tudors mm-hmm. um, that said that it was an offence um, against the king to be buried um, in. Um, a shroud made of cotton or anything other than wool. Oh, really? You had to be buried in a woolen shroud. And the reason for that was they had a lot of wool. Ah. And, of course, the landowners wanted to use the wool from the sheep and to promote the cloth industry, they passed a royal edict that said you can only be buried in a woolen shroud. Yeah, when uh, your father-in-law died, uh, you know, we, uh, I didn't do anything with the, uh, I, I went with them, but uh, Jan, Jan's sister pretty much dealt with the funeral power. And then they, uh, she called me up, she says, oh, uh, the funeral power, they have to have underwear and socks. So I donated my underwear and socks. So my father-in-law got buried in my underwear and socks. <laughs> well, that's nice, I guess. At least, <laughs> I guess. At least he was properly attired. Uh, well, I did. I did get payment for it, and that when uh, 
we got the the, the uh, his possessions. We were cleaning this thing. Uh, we came across his wedding ring, uh, which I have lost two wedding rings. One when I had a heart operation, they cut it off on me, and another one I lost uh, almost shot, shortly after I got uh, married. Uh, so his wedding ring actually fits me. So I ha- I have his wedding ring. So there you go. Well, yeah, it's uh, payback, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. On the subject of wedding rings, I'm on about number seven or eight. Are you really? So you lose them a lot, Not too. Not because I've been married a lot, but because, well, it, it's, you know, men use their hands for doing yeah. things with. And the current ring has actually survived the longest because it's made of silver mesh. So That's it's cool. flexible. That's um, good. I don't know how many times I've caught it on stuff. Exactly. And that's why um, I, I've got this. Well, I don't like wearing gold anyway. Um, I just don't like it. Um, so, but after a lot of trouble with solid rings, I discovered uh, a, a, a jeweler, an artisan jeweler, who made these mesh rings. And so you don't get that nasty sort of buildup of sweat and soap and crap and crud underneath the ring. Um, and it and it bends because it's flexible mesh, so it doesn't cause the same sort of problems, and it kind of works. Hmm. I don't know what that's got to do with the paranormal, but I have uh, no idea. But that's that's interesting. Uh, yeah, any, any, any new reports of uh, uh, sea monsters are hanging around? No, as I said, there was, when I went through the news, I, I looked particularly at the UK and Europe because I figured you'd do the American because a lot of the stories on it were US. So I yeah, thought, but you get the best ones. Though. Well, I didn't because there weren't any because there was absolutely nothing. You know, out here in West Wales, we've had no reports of anything. Um, I am looking at a new uh, case possibly uh, i'll be talking to somebody in the next this is a store in our local town uh, and the activity is supposed to be seasonal so i was made aware of it earlier in the year but uh after speaking to the uh, store owner um it was decided that uh we would wait until the season you know when when things start to take place because it's been happening over the past 10 years or more, apparently. And so there is no point in looking at it prior to now. Um, and so I'm just starting the ball rolling on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back to the news, that was the news that was because there was nothing to report. There was nothing happened. Um, it, we even went through locally, at least, one of the quietest Halloween seasons in the media, I can recall almost no, uh, none of the local media um, did their sort of spooky paranormal slots. Hmm. That's that's kind of sad in a way. You think like we had with the with the well, all that's going on. It is. It, it's sad from from the point of view of us trying to do a show based on the paranormal news because there isn't any paranormal news for us to do. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of encouraging because maybe that wave of the paranormal has broken finally because I have noticed that there is a lot more reports of 
experiences and incidents involving UAPs, UFOs, lights in mm. the sky, and a lot more people taking an interest in it. So certainly I'm aware of a number of former ghost investigators who have thrown in the towel and moved on to investigating these other phenomena. So, and, and certainly, as you know, um, for the last decade or more, around the Christmas season, holiday season, uh, I usually spend one of the days doing what I call the paranormal census, which is hunting down as many groups as I can find uh, in the UK to update that that number that I gave you before of just shy of a thousand, which was last year's count. Yeah. And year on year, for the past three years, th those numbers have started to fall. So maybe, you know, from a from the perspective of being able to gain access to some locations, um, which has ordinarily been denied, A, due to expense, because these uh, locations are, are charging a lot of money because they're popular, and also because there is a long queue of people trying to access the locations. You know, now the, the wave has crested, perhaps there will be increased opportunities and fewer people fighting over cases as they come forward. So maybe we'll get an opportunity to do more in-depth investigations in the future. Mm. I, do, I do have a little bit of good news for uh, all our people looking for good news. The last uh, Salem witch was pardoned uh, on May 27th, uh, 329 years after uh, she was uh, killed for, uh, I mean, accused of witchcraft. They were exonerated Elizabeth Johnson Jr. of witchcraft. How do you like that? So there well, you go. That's nice. Yeah. I, you I know thought. that I know I know here in the here in the UK, um, over in Northern Ireland, there is still an ongoing campaign to have um, witches from the 17th century pardoned. Really? Yep, there is still an active campaign to have um, witches from from around the time, you know, not long after Salem. Um, to have them legally pardoned. Hmm. That's, you know, I mean, that's, I guess it's a good thing, right? Well, I suppose, but who cares? Honestly, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like this, um, you know, we can't go back and right the wrongs of our ancestors. Um, well, at least not that far back anyway, because it's meaningless, I guess. You know, I mean, really, who cares? Mm. That sounds harsh and cruel. You know, where we live in the 22nd century, we have our 21st century, we have our own problems. And our problems should not really extend to writing the problems of those who, of our ancestors from centuries gone past i mean how where, where do you stop do we do we write to all of those people put to death in ancient rome um exactly you know let's let's exonerate them as well let's let's pardon all them all the christians who were eaten by lions and 
as part of the lions as well, because, you know, they were being exploited. Mm. Let's just stop it. Exactly. <laughs> On the lighter side, a California man sues a psychic who said oh, he can remove his wife's, he can remove witch's ex-curse, uh, <laughs> witch's curse from his ex. A California man is suing a Los Angeles psychic he paid for, uh, for he paid uh, for fraud because she allegedly claimed she could remove the witch's curse put on him by his ex-girlfriend for $5,100. Last month, Mario Rasputo uh, found psychic Sophia Adams' website that billed her as a Ph.D. life course and psychic love coach. coach. According okay. to uh, the news, uh, the plaintiff's... Uh, this uh, made the plaintiff more confident that he was speaking to a professional for help. Isn't that nice, huh? Uh, he gave uh, the woman a tarot reader. Uh, now, Adams gave uh, the woman, gave uh, the other guy a tarot reading when he visited the office and uh, told him he had a mala serete or bad luck uh, put on him by his ex-girlfriend when she hired a curse-casting witch. Adams claims that his family would be unhappy and, and in danger unless he paid her $5,100 to remove the curse. Uh, Adams was paid $1,000 deposit, and uh, so it goes. Anyways. Well, you know, pe- people are adults, and they get to choose how they spend their money. Mm-hmm. And... If he wanted to pay the woman, Which and, he did. Then it, and he did, and then he, you know, he paid her for a service. The service, in his opinion, wasn't delivered. Then I think he's got every every right to sue her. Mm-hmm. But you've got to be careful because you know I'm aware of similar instances here in the UK um, where the threat to sue, the threat to to um, invoke or use legal means to recover your loss mm-hmm. was met with, you know, well, we'll just send the curse back again. We'll Ooh. just do it. Um, <laughs> you know, do you want to, if he believes that he's cursed, does he want to take that chance that he's going to be like, kind of get the curse back again? I guess so. You know, it's, but, you know, ultimately, because people have been complaining about charlatan fake mediums for a, for a long time, and a lot of, you know, a lot of mediums have been prosecuted by the law for different um, crimes. Um, but it, some responsibility at some level must come down to the person procuring the service. Because these people are adults. And they've made a decision. You know, they're not buying a television set. They know that they're getting a psychic service. With all the inherent risks this that is that true. has. Yeah. Caveat emptor. Mm. Oh, you'll love this one. Hey, this is right up to you too. Don, there's some good stuff after all. And here we are back in Texas again. Imagine that. Texas researchers have collected 30 dolls 
Creepy, nightish, nightmarish-looking dolls, sometimes covered with barnacles that grow out of their eyes, are washing up along Texas shores, according to researchers who survey the, survey the area for sea life. Uh, where the dolls came from is a mystery, uh, but the Mission uh, Arkansas Reserve has been collecting the scary figures uh, they find along a 40-mile stretch of coastline. J.C. Tunnel, the Mission Arkansas Reserve uh, Director at the University of Texas Marine Science Institute, told the uh, newspaper. Other researchers uh, surveying the coast with sea turtles when they encountered the dolls as well. So they were doing scientific work, and they're finding these creepy dolls. And these are creepy, by the way. They make uh, Kitty look like a uh, nun. Uh, yeah, they just they're washing up. Nuns are creepy. I don't think so. 30 well, dolls. We, they found 30 of them. Some are missing legs. Others have algae growing from inside their eyes and mouth, as well as barnacles. And some have been clearly chewed on. Ooh. Mm. You oh. know, over here, over here in the UK, we have a group of people. Um, they go beachcombing. And uh, what they're looking for, the holy grail of the beachcombers here in the southwest of the UK, are Lego bricks because um, about 25 years ago, a container ship carrying Lego bricks sank um, away off the coast. Oh, really? And the containers, uh, over time, have broken apart and released into the ocean these Lego bricks. Now, funnily enough, the majority of the Lego bricks are actually sea creatures like seahorses and mermaids and hmm. um but people troll the beaches every single you know after there's been a storm every single weekend and then they post pictures there are there are facebook groups dedicated to these beach found lego bricks um from you know 20 30 years ago and they they command high prices when when they're sold on on ebay it's uh, you know it's quite the quite the thing, and I can't I, I you know I myself when we go down to the beach and you walk along the line of the seaweed and the driftwood and the plastic and all the other crap that washes up on the high tide, I you know I I will admit to have flicked over the odd uh, strand of seaweed or lump of driftwood mm-hmm. in the hope of you know finding one of these elusive Lego bricks. Further north on the North Wales coast, there's a beach called the Gold Beach um, because in the 19th century, a ship called the Royal Charter, or the Royal, uh, sorry, the Royal Standard, sank carrying a cargo of gold bullion coins from Australia back to Liverpool. And almost annually, one or two of these gold bullion coins wash up on the beaches. That's pretty cool. Well, anyways, we are running out of time. I think uh, they, they do in Florida. Yeah. The uh, first figure, this was in Texas, that the uh, dolls were fine. The first first figure discovered by researchers was a sex doll. When Tunnel posted the image online, someone bought its head for $35. Wow. The funds were donated to the sea turtle program. Hey, let's get a little money maker going here. I bought a sex doll once. It was one of those inflatable ones, but 
I phoned up, it, it was defective when I phoned up the uh, the company I bought it from and said, this, the valve doesn't work, this doll keeps going down on me. They tried to charge me an extra $10 because they said I did the deluxe model. <laughs> okay, moving along. Anyways, <laughs> you have been listening to Ghost Chronicles, uh, what is this? Uh, Ghost Chronicles International with uh, that guy who was just talking and uh, myself. And we've been looking at some of the strange stuff that's happening in the news today. Uh, stay tuned for Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. Well, I will be interviewing uh, New England folklorist um, Joseph Citro. And this is a guy that when I first got into uh, ghost, well, whatever I did, paranormal stuff, I bought a couple of his books. And uh, they were great. I absolutely love them. So it's going to be a pleasure to speak with him. So, anyways, we're brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Mirror Street, Methuen, Massachusetts, and our very good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon. Uh, go to Ghost Chronicles Radio, Patreon, join us, and get access to exclusive videos. Till next time, good night, God bless. Good night. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good lord.